Hello, and welcome to Grain Insight, a CN update on getting your grain to market. I'm Stacey McCracken, and joining me is David Shednovic, CN's Director of Sales and Marketing. David, today we're going to look at one aspect of the grain supply chain that gets talked about a lot, but is not well understood. Vessel, laytime, demerge, and dispatch. Can you start us off with a discussion on when the clock actually starts for a grain vessel that has arrived at port? Before a vessel's in all respects ready to load, it must pass inspections, including a Canadian Food Inspection Agency inspection for cargo hold cleanliness, a port warden inspection, as well as have an approved cargo loading plan. Vessels may fail inspections at times and may need repairs or additional cleaning before they're approved for loading. A vessel's notice of readiness is generally tendered within regular business hours, and once a valid NOR is tendered, lay time for grain generally starts to count the next morning. Now, if a vessel comes into port before the agreed shipment window, the clock does not start either. The vessel needs to be presented for loading when the charterer and the vessel owner agreed that that would happen. What about once lay time starts counting? How much time is allowed for loading? And how fast are load terms for grain on the West Coast compared to the other bulk commodities? In a voyage charter, lay time refers to the amount of time allowed for cargo to be loaded onto or unloaded from a vessel. If the lay time is exceeded, Demerge applies, and if the charterer loads before the lay time is all used up, despatch applies. Now we'll get into that later. The charterer and vessel owner or operator agree up front as to how fast the load rate guarantee per day will be and what the loading terms are, including when lay time counts or doesn't count. Generally speaking, load terms for grain out of Canada are on a Satchex EIU basis, which means that Saturdays, Sundays, and holidays are excluded even if used. For a Panamax, The load rate guarantee itself is generally 8,000 to 9,000 metric tons per day. That is not the same as how fast the grain is actually loaded onto the ship. And remember that grain is a weather-working cargo, so time not available for loading because of rain or other inclement weather is excluded from lay time. Now compare that to coal, for example. Rain is a non-factor during loading, and the load terms are a lot simpler. Generally, weekends and holidays are included as part of lay time, and time counts in the rain. Those are shink terms. Plus, load rate guarantees are way faster, pushing 20 to 25,000 metric tons per day. So how does that all translate into time being allowed for loading? So during the rainy winter months and taking into account all that time that does not count as lay time, a Panamax vessel loading grain with a load rate of 8,000 per day would be looking at a minimum of 11.5 to 12 days on average before demerge kicks in, if not more. To do that math, Take the total quantity of grain to be loaded, divide by the load rate, and multiply by a factor of 1.5 to 1.6. In the non-rainy season, the factor is more like 1.35. Now that compares to three or four days before demerge kicks in for a coal vessel with a load rate of 20 to 25,000 on shink terms. Much faster. How are vessel demerge rates determined? So a demerge rate is made up of two components. The anticipated value of the vessel in the market, plus the cost of fuel consumed while in port. A Panamax, for example, is burning 3 tons of fuel per day running generators while idle, compared to over 30 tons per day when sailing. So today, a Panamax vessel for a spot round voyage in the Pacific is maybe worth $8,500 US per day. So add in the fuel consumed in port, running generators and such, and with shifting, and you're looking at a demerge rate of $10,000 per day. But that spot rate is not the same as what would have been agreed to two or three months ago when the market was firmer. The vessel owner and charterer may have agreed to a maximum demerge rate to be in line with market rates at the time the performing vessel is nominated for loading, or a minimum maximum range along those same lines. Now that could put you somewhere in the mid-teens today. 
and how are demerge and dispatch calculated? So demerge kicks in when the amount of time allowed for loading is exceeded. And if a vessel is loaded faster than the terms agreed, the company that booked the vessel gets paid dispatch, usually at half the rate of demerge. If not chartering the vessel directly, grain companies guarantee load rate and terms to their buyer in their sales contract. If time allowed for loading was 12 days and lay time used was 15, then three days of demerge would be payable to the owner by the charterer. If time used was 10 days, then two days of dispatch would be payable by the owner to the charterer, normally at half the rate of demerge. And over the course of a crop year, a significant number of vessels are loaded well within the lay time allowed at the West Coast. Thanks for your time, David. And thanks for listening to Grain Insight, an update from CN.